Every decision they make can have an effect on our lives. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack. America's not the same as it was 100 years ago. The violent mayhem we have seen in the streets and cities that are run by liberal Democrats. This is Our Lives in Politics with your host Booker and co-host Lou Basada. Over the last year, this show has dealt with the human crisis at the border. We've talked about the death to Americans from fentanyl overdoses. There have been over 140,000 since Biden took office. About the 2,000 migrants that have died just trying to cross the border. Over 300,000 unaccompanied children have entered our nation in just the last two and a half years. And somehow the government lost track of 85,000 of those kids. And yes, there have been hundreds of terrorists apprehended at the southern border. In just the last couple of weeks alone, four nationals on the terrorist watch list have been caught from Iran and Lebanon. And as we see Islamic jihadists rise up around Israel to destroy that nation, we see supporters of these jihadists on American college campuses, in the streets, and around the world. I firmly believe in limited federal government. The power should be with the people and not centralized government filled with lifelong politicians and bureaucrats. But that's exactly what we have. Of all the things we should expect from our federal government, we should expect and we should demand protection of our homeland and protection for each of us. When that isn't happening, who is responsible? Who should be held accountable? And when will that accountability come? I'm Booker Scott, and this is Our Lives in Politics. Thanks for joining us here on America Out Loud Talk Radio or wherever you found us on a podcast. We appreciate it. Hope you had a great week. And it was a busy week in Washington, D.C. After the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, was sworn in, the hearings on Capitol Hill got cranked up again. But it wasn't just the House. It was also the Senate that finally got busy. On this hour, we'll get into some interesting sworn testimony of some of the Biden administration's department heads. These are the people whose job it is to keep us safe, keep us a sovereign nation. And it was disturbing to hear the questioning, the nine answers, even the admissions by these people. We'll also get the pulse of the people as we go live into a X space to hear from you, your thoughts, feelings, and expectations. Other than the obvious strain of an extra 6 to 8 million people in our country over the last few years, uh, there's also the real concern about our safety. It only took 19 terrorists to perpetrate 9-11 in 2011. Without a doubt, there are many thousands that have creeped into our society. It's a time to be vigilant. What other strain has this debacle at the border caused? Well, it's been financial to this country, this nation. Even more important is the strain that it's caused to each of us at home. Additional costs for government services in our own cities and counties, from additional school children to teach, putting the strain on our education system within our counties. They've added kids to classrooms that has hurt our own children, American children, from learning as that student-to-teacher ratio continues to climb. 
To some of us, this is a nightmare, but to others, it's the American dream. Unfortunately, for the sake of our nation, the person that allegedly got 81 million votes, or his puppeteers, this is their American dream. Let's go back to Vice President Biden's comments in 2015. In this clip on the video, you can clearly see the smart-ass smirking Alejandro Mayorkas sitting right next to Joe Biden. Here's Joe Biden's American dream. An unrelenting stream of immigration. Non-stop. Non-stop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017, we'll be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. Absolute minority. Fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a source of our strength. So the question becomes, is the wide open border total incompetence or a complete lack of regard for established immigration law passed by proper legislation and then backed by the courts nationwide? You heard Biden describe his dream of America, that being of a wide open border with people freely flowing into the country. And no one knows the background of any of these people. Six to eight million people have freely flowed in the last two and a half years. Disturbing information came out from DHS Whistleblower. Secretary Mayorkas is the number one nemesis to American freedom and liberty. He is the DHS secretary underneath Joe Biden. Here's Missouri Senator Josh Hawley with questions for Mayorkas. Are there HSI special agents who are currently at the border having been pulled away from other cases? Combating, yes no? combating the fight against fentanyl, yes. How many agents are currently at the border having been pulled off of their other cases? To fight uh, the scourge of fentanyl, I'd be very pleased to provide you with that data. That's not what the special agent is, is alleging. That's not what she said. She said that they're being taken off of fentanyl interdiction, off of child exploitation cases, off of their other investigations into criminals to make sandwiches. That's her quote. You're saying that this is a lie, that she's wrong? Senator, um, we have a number of law enforcement priorities with the resources. Is making we sandwiches have, one of them? We have, uh, of course not, Senator. We accomplish a tremendous amount. Because, Is she wrong? Because of the tremendous talent and dedication of our personnel, including. A homeland Security Making sandwiches for for illegal immigrants. Is she wrong? This is one of your agents. Is she wrong? She says that there are 600 at least special agents pulled off of other cases, sent down to the border to babysit illegal immigrants. Is she wrong? Uh, Senator, um, our personnel, we use our personnel to achieve the maximum law enforcement objective possible. Ah. That is what we do. So you're not going to deny it. And I'm incredibly proud of what our people do oh, this every is news. single day. This is news. Yeah, it is news. <laughs> DHS workers, about 600 have been pulled off important work around the country on things like child and human trafficking to go to the border to make sandwiches and babysit illegal immigrants coming across a wide-open border. A Washington Times article quoted this whistleblower that Holly was speaking of there in a piece on October 31st, 2023. Quote, 
we are being told to hand out sandwiches and escort migrants to the shower and sit with them while they're in the shower and those types of tasks, unquote. The average salary of a DHS worker is $100,689 a year. 600 times that average. Here's the math on that. The Biden administration is spending $60 million annually for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and, and a concierge service for the shower for illegal immigrants. That is Joe Biden's American dream. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin We'll give it a shot. He'll give it a go with Mayorkas. Secretary Mayorkas, I've asked you this in the past. What numbers are represented here? How many people has this administration let in by encountering, processing, dispersing, or that have come in as a known or, or unknown gotaway? What, what, approximately. I don't need an exact number. So what do we got? Senator, let me, let me, let me I, say... I need numbers. I, again, don't filibuster me. How many people has this administration led into the country? Let, let me say at the outset that uh, our job would be a lot easier if the broken immigration system was no, fixed. No, Mr. Secretary, I want a, a number. How many people have you led into this country? I, I should also How, uh, Okay, let, I'll, I'll give you the number. It's about 6 million. About 1.7 million as known gotaways. Now, again, we don't know who these people are, we just know that they've come to this country and they're residing somewhere. Where are all these people residing? Where, where, where did the six million people go? Senator, you speak of encounters, and let me um, no. Let you, me share would you answer you. my questions? Where did these six million people go? Are you keeping track of them? To sure. what extent do we have a handle on where these six million people Senator, are in America? Senator, as you well know, when an individual is indeed released. They are released into immigration enforcement proceedings and are subject to removal if they do not have a legal basis to remain in the United States. You're not and answering fact, the question. Where, where, are the, where do these people reside? We know we've got about 100,000 in New York, and New York Mayor Adams says it will destroy New York. That's, by the way, less than 2% of the 6 million people. So less than 2%, 100,000 is going to destroy New York. What's happening around the country? And regardless of how many clips that I play for you, you will never hear Mayorkas really answer anything directly. He filibusters, he fills in blanks, he tries to answer the questions that he wants to answer, not the questions being asked. The man is a complete disaster if you believe that we should be kept safe. If you believe that this is all by a plan, that they want an open border to destroy this country, then he's the man for the job, isn't he? Senator Marshall of Kansas asked a question where he actually got a direct answer from Mayorkas. I about fell out of my chair because I'd never heard it before. Senator Marshall's question was, how many known gotaways have there been? How many gotaways did CBP record in fiscal year 2023? I believe, um, Senator, that number is over 600,000. And as I'm sure you are well aware, uh, the, the phenomenon of gotaways is something that uh, has been a challenge uh, for the Department of Homeland Security for decades. In okay. fact, it is a powerful example of uh, a broken immigration system. Th thank, thank you. And that is just one year under the Biden administration, just fiscal year 2023. This year, 
there have been 600,000 gotaways. Gotaways, they get away for a reason. They don't want to be known. 600,000 foreign nationals have entered from where? Who are they? Why are they here? Here are some numbers of the people that didn't want to get away that were actually caught at the border. 6,000 from Egypt, 3,000 from Afghanistan, 659 from Iran, 538 from Syria, and that was just at the San Diego border crossing since Biden became president. It only took 19 terrorists on 9-11. FBI Director Ray testified also this week. Here's some important information from him while being questioned by Florida Senator Rick Scott. What has now increased is the greater possibility of one of these foreign terrorist organizations uh, directing an attack uh, in the United States. We haven't seen evidence that it's actually happening yet, but what we have seen is, and I listed them off in my opening remarks, one terrorist organization after another calling for attacks. Uh, and so we should we, wake up. It is a time to be concerned. Uh, we are in a dangerous period. So is the FBI able to track all threats and prevent these individuals from conducting an attack on U.S. soil? I couldn't say that we were able to detect all individuals. Um, with the, the people that we know about, as Secretary Rumsfeld uh, used to say, the known known, we're quite good at together with our partners. But it is the unknown unknown uh, that I worry about quite a bit. So, Director Ray, can you say that we do not have either individual foreign terrorists or terror cells affiliated with foreign groups currently operating in the United States? Well, we're not, we're not tracking that. But uh, again, I come point back to what it is. The gaps in our intelligence are real. Um, and it's something that we have concerns about. So, Director Ray, so what would you, how would you, what would you say right now to the American public? Because like in my state, I've got a significant Jewish population. They're scared to go to synagogue, Chabad. They're scared to send their kids to uh, day schools. So, but not, it's not just them. Um, it's, you know, other individuals, like my daughters called me, said, should they be sending their kids to school? What would you tell Americans right now about the threat today as compared to before? This is not a time for panic, but it is a time for vigilance. Uh, we shouldn't stop conducting our daily lives, going to schools, houses of worship, uh, and so forth. But we should be vigilant. Uh, you often hear the expression, if you see something, say something. Uh, that's never been more true uh, than now. And that's probably partly why the American people are reporting more tips and leads to us. And we're pursuing those threats and leads as vigorously and responsibly as we can. So are we really safe in our country? Is our federal government protecting us and our sovereignty? They, can, they can't even answer the questions. And honestly, Mayorkas makes me sick to my stomach. But he's not alone. He wasn't the only one testifying about the border either. Every Biden immigration official was there. And Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana, he wanted answers from every one of them. Uh, Mr. Morant, um, since President Biden's been president, uh, how many non-American citizens have come into our country illegally? or on the basis of a claim of asylum? Thank you, Senator. Um, HSI is an investigative agency. Is uh, how, how, Do you know the number? No, Senator. You're a senior member of Homeland Security, are you not? That's correct. Does anybody know the number? 
None of you know the number. Try 8 million. Now, of that 8 million, how many were children, Mr. Morant? I don't have that number. You don't know. Does anybody know? None of you know. Isn't that special? Let's assume half. Okay, eight million is four Nebraskas, right? Four new states. Let's assume, I don't think it's as high, half of them are children. How many of, the, how many of those eight million people are still here? Do any of you know? Okay. Um, how many, how many of those eight million are claiming asylum? You don't know? How many of them claim asylum and don't show up for their hearing? Nobody knows? How many of them claim asylum, don't show up for the hearing, and President Biden has deported them? You don't know? How, how many of them have claimed asylum, shown up for their asylum hearing, and been denied asylum, and been deported? You don't know. It is really unbelievable to me that none of those people, there were four or five of them sitting like turtles on a log in the sunshine in a lake. They knew nothing. They couldn't answer any of the questions. Those are hard data questions that someone should be responsible for. Pretty simple. How many people got in? How many people have you deported? Where are these people? Those are really simple questions that someone in our government should be able to answer. The problem is they can't. And as the world watches and many of us here in this country are in horror as the factions of Islamic jihadists surround Israel to destroy the nation and destroy Jews. To the north, there's Lebanon and Hezbollah. To the west, there's Gaza and Hamas. And in the south now, we have Yemen that has declared war against Israel. And that group is the Houthis. I'm even saddened as much by the support that we see in the streets in our country. We see it on college campuses in support of anti-Semitism. This isn't my America. After 9-11, I would have never imagined, nor could I imagine employees of our country and our government in public support of hate, murder, rape, and beheadings. But that's where we are in Joe Biden's America. Senator Josh Hawley again. What about people who say things like, on October the 7th, F Israel, I'm cleaning up the language here, F Israel, the government and its military, are you ready for your downfall? People who say things like, F Israel and any Jew who supports Israel. May your conscience haunt your dreams until your last breath. Palestine will be free one day. F apartheid Israel and is any Israeli. What, this is pretty extreme rhetoric, don't you think? Senator, um, I do, and I think there is a 
distinction between espousing or endorsing terrorist ideology and uh, speech uh, that is uh, odious, that does not rise to that um, level. Fair enough. This person works for you. This is Nuja Ali, an employee of the Department of Homeland Security, who posted these comments on October the 7th. That's not all she posted. She also posted this graphic. Now, this is a fake graphic, I want to be clear, but I think we understand it. This is a paraglider, a Hamas paraglider, depicted here with a machine gun flying into Israel. She posted it under her online alias with the celebratory Free Palestine. Mr. Secretary, what, what's going on here? Is this, is this typical of, of people who work at DHS? This is an asylum and immigration officer who is posting these, frankly, pro-genocidal slogans and images on the day that Israelis are being slaughtered in their beds. What have you done about this? Four things I'd like to say to you. Number one, your question to suggest that it, that is emblematic of the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security is despicable. Number I'm sorry, what have you, this person works for the Department of Homeland Security. Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her? One. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room when Israel has been invaded and Jewish students are barricaded in libraries in this country and cannot be escorted out because they are threatened for their lives. You have employees who are celebrating genocide and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question? Has she been fired? Mr. Secretary. After um, the consumption of Senator Hawley's time, I'd like to speak. Has she been fired? Because I will we not would be, like an answer. Would you? Because I will not be given the opportunity. Has she been fired? So uh, that individual has been placed on administrative leave. So she's one. not been fired. Number two. Number Why has two, she not been fired? Number two. The individual was hired in 2019. Why has she not been number fired? three. I cannot speak to an ongoing personnel matter. Why, why has this person not been fired? Your answer is you can't speak to it? This isn't sufficient to fire her? I am not in a position to speak to an ongoing personnel matter. This that isn't sufficient to fire her? That's what you're telling me? That is not what I'm saying. But she's still on your payroll as that, we sit here today. That is not what I'm saying. She's still on your payroll as we sit here today. Senator? How many cases, she was an asylum an immigration officer, how many cases did she adjudicate? Senator, I'm not in a position to speak about an ongoing person. I'm not asking about that. I'm asking you how many cases she adjudicated. My uh, answer remains. Did she adjudicate any cases involving Israelis seeking asylum in this country? Same answer. Well, let me just point you to what else she posted on social media, where she drew attention to the fact that she is an immigration and asylum officer. Hashtag immigrants, hashtag asylum seekers, hashtag Palestine. Hashtag refugees welcome. This is on her LinkedIn post where she has her professional affiliation posted. So I think the American people deserve to know, has, has she admitted, contrary to law, individuals who should not be in this country or denied Jewish refugees, whose genocide she's advocating, asylum that they deserve? Same answer. You're not going to tell us what this person's done? Are you conducting review of her cases at least? Senator, as I have said over and over again, 
I cannot speak to an ongoing. You said that you will not. I can't believe that you would come to this committee knowing this. You know about this. I've written to you about it. You know all about it. And you come here unwilling to answer and suggest that it is wrong of me to ask you the question. The January 6th defendants were labeled Nazis, insurrectionists. MAGA extremists are labeled racists. They were held in confinement, the January 6th protesters, for peacefully walking through open doors at the U.S. Capitol. But what about these hate-filled professors and students that teach this level of extremism? These extremists that support the murder and rape of innocent people, how should they be treated by our government? Josh Hawley, for the last time. You're familiar with the chant, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. You familiar with that? I am. Do you know what it means? I do. Can you explain it to us? Um, uh, Senator, that is a, um, a chant um, that speaks of uh, Palestinian desire for its homeland and a very expansive definition of its homeland at the expense of the independence of Israel. Well, indeed. I mean, it, it calls for the elimination of Israel, does it not? It does. So my question to you is, should students who are here on a visa, who gather and chant that slogan and actively advocate for the elimination of Israel and attacks on Jewish individuals, whether in the Middle East or here in the United States, as we're seeing on college campuses, should those students have their visas revoked? Senator, uh, I believe you are referencing a provision in the Immigration and Nationality Act uh, about which you have written uh, to me, and I am very familiar with uh, uh, your assertion that that statutory provision requires the revocation of their visa. But should they have their visas revoked? I'm asking you. Uh, we are um, assessing um, your legal assertion. Um, it is a matter of legal interpretation of the statute. Well, just as a moral matter, I mean, should, should students who are here, foreigners who are here in this country, accessing our university system and advocating for the killing of Jews, should they be allowed to stay here at our leisure? Um, Senator, it is a matter of law, and uh, it requires a legal interpretation and I am not in a position to provide that legal interpretation. Just, and let me add something. Wait, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I just, my time is very limited. I have to say, I think your answer is disappointing. And you're not ever going to get many answers out of Alejandro Mayorkas. Congress should have brought impeachment inquiries and hearings for him a very long time ago. Remember, he continued to say, we have operational control at the border. The border is closed. It has never been closed. Stay vigilant right now. As my old football coach would say, keep your head on a swivel. You've heard that before. These are crazy times that we are living in. We don't know who's in this country, that neither do they, our government. They have no idea who they let in or where they are. So that's some of the work that Congress did this week. And I want to open up the discussion up to you as we get into a live Twitter or X space next to check on the pulse of the people from across the nation. Another topic of a conversation we should get into is that budget. Remember a few weeks ago, the continuing resolution that extended the clock on this September 30th deadline, or the government would shut down? Well, guess what? <laughs> We're less than two weeks away from another government shutdown. Let's talk about it. 
We're going to do that next on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells, disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems, and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global Healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code out loud. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix Rx throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix Rx banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. 
Welcome back to Our Lives in Politics here on the America Out Loud Talk Radio. I am Booker Scott. Thanks a lot for joining us. While you're here listening, make sure that you download the app, America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can hear great conservative content 365 days a year, including shows by Dr. Peter McCullough, Tony Schaefer, the ex-military intelligence guy. You can also hear Tom Renz every afternoon at 6. Great programs on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Download that app for 24 hours a day. Conservative talk radio that you won't get anywhere else. So you heard there in the first half of this hour, a lot of stuff happened in the hearings. And it has so much to do with the border and Mayorkas, who, in my opinion, should have been impeached all the way back in March and April. I don't know what good it would do. Who do you replace him with? Just another one? Just like him? But anyway, I want to hear your feelings, your thoughts, and your emotions. Let's get a pulse of the people here on Our Lives in Politics, and let's do that by going into a live Twitter space, or X space, the name has been changed, and let's go to start this off with Jambalaya in Louisiana. Go ahead. I, I, I was trying to find different ways to address him specifically, but because it's like you end up doing the Alice in Wonderland if you do that, um, the thing that I came up with is... And you kind of addressed it just a few seconds ago when you said, you know, do we just replace him with someone that's just going to do similar? I I would say yes and yes, because um, politics uses necessarily blame avoidance. This is what they do. It is literally obfuscation. It's intentional because if I can kind of remain semi-neutral, even though I know there are contested policies and I also use third party agencies so I can keep on passing the buck and the blame, then I can kind of skate through doing exactly what my did, not answering any actual questions, always claiming that, well, something is under investigation. Therefore, I have a legal right not to answer you. Because if you just do some background history on my you'll see that he's a pay to play kind of guy anyway from day one. So and, and notice none of the Republicans at the time actually voted for him because of the policies and because of the things that he pushed for. A lot of wealthy people paid him a lot of money to get into the country. There's so many backdoor deals, like Louisiana was saying, that go on that we're not privy to. The only thing we're allowed to actually watch is the theater, the, the seeming you know investigations and the inquiries, but nothing ever actually gets accomplished, mm-hmm. which is making me believe we are more and more a part of a uniparty, which we get to be spectators of while the state controls the narrative. That's my synopsis on that. Well, let me come back to you. Do you feel that the border situation is part of a plan or do you think it's incompetency? I think it's and also. I think that it's one of those things that if, so listen, if you have a group of people who are hell-bent on pushing forth an agenda, all of these things become part and parcel of that agenda. So even though you, you and I can see that this is clearly an invasion and more and more an intentional one, right? Because how do you explain our money going to Ukraine while not supporting the border? This is just common sense. But if I can, if I can weigh heavily on your resources in this country, Right. Then I can also come with an answer to the problem that I, in fact, created. So the border is a problem. But my likes to say, oh, it's because of, you know, we've had this problem for so long. Right. But what he doesn't say is who's created the problem, because it seems very simple to us. OK, thank you very much. Let's go to Margo in the Tar Heel state of North Carolina. Margo, go ahead. Hey, Booker, I just want to answer the question you just asked. Do you think it's planned? Absolutely. I had the pleasure one time, and I say that at the time, not now, 
of sitting with George W. Bush once, president, the former president, and he said the one thing he regretted is that he did not fix the border when he was the president. There have been presidents since him, and we haven't had this crisis. You know, I think that Mayorkas is a very poor example of a government oligarch who doesn't care about his country, even though he likes to espouse that he does. And I think Americans and legal immigrants are suffering because of what he's done. You know, that's one thing that is rarely spoken about are those people that come to this country as legal immigrants and how they have waited their turn, waited in line, they've done everything the right way, and now 8 million people have jumped in front of them. That's not fair. That's not justice. Uh, but, Margot, let me ask you, if it is a plan, as you say it is, what do you think the objective of the plan is? Oh, they've made it very clear. I don't know if you have had the, if you've listened to many politicians speak in the last 10 years, but their goal is to make uh, America not be, to be uh, of different colors. And I don't think that that's a bad idea to have different colors in America. I think the way they're doing it is reprehensible. Yeah, they have no control over it. And uh, obviously, I mentioned it in the first half of this hour, it stretches our resources every way that it possibly could, from the kids in the schools to the money, to our county governments, our city governments, and to our federal government. So it's having a strain on all of us. Uh, let's go to the great Pacific Northwest in Oregon. Let's go to Susie. Go ahead. Well, hi, Booker. I'm glad you're doing this because it's such an important issue. You know, a couple of things that weren't talked about uh, in those hearings were what happened to the 85,000 children. We have whistleblowers who reported to Congress that there is little to no vetting. And these people, these poor children are being used as slave labor and many other things that I'm sure we don't really want to even think about. The Customs and Border Patrol actually cutting the barbed wire that Texas has put in place to keep people out because it's such an outrageous issue going on. And I'm not sure at this point, maybe you can answer what happened to remain in Mexico? What happened to, I mean, there's just absolutely no vetting going on whatsoever. And that's very clear. We don't know who these people are. Uh, when the children come through with an adult, we're not doing DNA testing to make sure, hey, yeah, this is their father, their uncle, their brother, or whatever. And, of course, then children have been lost somewhere in this country. And those children, you know, I really fear for what's going on with them. Susie, stay right here because I had a conversation on a show about a month ago by a guy that is running for the 35th district, congressional district in California. And he mentioned an intake facility there. And this is the intake facility that Tara Rodas, do you remember her? She was the whistleblower uh, from DHS. She came forward. Yes. And, okay, well, th what he told me in that program was right there, that's in his district, that the, the congresswoman from that district is originally from Guatemala. And most of these kids that are coming into that intake center are being flown there from Guatemala and one particular city. And Tara Rodas testified to this, that these children don't speak English and they don't speak Spanish. They actually speak Mayan and there is no one that can communicate with them. And then there is no vetting done, as you just mentioned, with the people that come and pick them up. And uh, so, yeah, the 85,000 kids somehow, I don't know how it happens, but somehow 85,000 children have been misplaced by our government. 
And it, it really shouldn't come as a surprise. Our government is not capable of doing much of anything. If you remember, it was just a few years ago that they lost 25 million IRS paper return tax returns. I don't know if you remember that or not, Susie. I do remember it. I keep hoping that might be one of mine, but <laughs> no such luck so far. <laughs> I hang in there. I had to do some amendments and, and they keep finding them, you know, five, six years later and go, oh, yeah, we finally got time to look at this now. Dang it. <laughs> but one of the, you mentioned the flights coming from South America. And um, I watch a fellow who tracks the flights coming in and out of um, the country. And there are mil their military aircraft and Southwest Airlines is one of the biggest ones. And they are actually bringing people from these places in South America and taking them right to military bases. And, you know, when you look at some of the pictures you see, you don't see a lot of women and children. You see a lot of adult males. And um, I just watched a video the other day. They were from Senegal. There were places in Africa, and they yeah. knew specifically where they were going to New York. I'm going to L.A. I'm going to wherever. And you just wonder why all of these single males coming into the country from everywhere. And Africa scares me probably as much as anything because – uh, you mentioned Senegal. Senegal is a heavily Muslim country. So is Somalia. So uh, we have people coming in. And again, you heard there in the first half hour, no one in our government has a clue where any of these people are, who they are, and where they are. And it's it's mind-boggling that we could be here in this country right now, just about 20 years after 9-11. We don't know who's here. Uh, let's go to Laura. Laura, go ahead. Hi. I, I grew up in a diverse city of the Bronx, and I now live in Wisconsin. So if that gives you an idea where I am. But uh, I was just thinking about the Mall of America I went to five years ago, and I made a comment then that you could pay me to go back. I never felt so unsafe in my life. And it's five years later with all this immigration. So that was just one point. And, and secondly, I was going to, when you mentioned the children, and what a shame that we don't have anybody to help the child that doesn't speak that language. If we could just focus on certain groups that come in, that, that could be a great exchange with children learning languages here. But instead, we're just we're losing track of all these children. And it's not fair to anybody or any education or any teachers or any schools. It's so unfair what's happening to our children. And I had another point, but I forgot it. So that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Laura. I forget things all the time. It's not a big deal. It's just part of it. It's part of life. We need a we need a man's voice in here. I'm going to go to Haas in Georgia. Haas, go ahead. <laughs> you remember your question. Is this intentional? Yes. Yes, this administration definitely shows us and it's intentional because look at the intensity that it picked up from the previous 45, remain in Mexico, all that good stuff, right? They were even putting their own military on our border, the southern border, to help manage these people mm -hmm. and not let them through. You're speaking so, of Mexico. Yes, Just for the, for those listening on America Out Loud Talk Radio, the, the Mexican government was working with President Donald Trump, and their military kept people at the Mexican border, and they kept them in Mexico, and that's what he's talking about. Go ahead, Hoss. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no problem. So, yeah, def definitely, definitely intentional. So who are we dealing with in this administration? We know what we're dealing with. Marxist, communist, socialist. 
name it, <laughs> pick a name. It's all of that. And what do they want? They want the Europeization of America. What happened in Europe a few years back? This same thing, intentional, just ungodly migration of people that we know will never assimilate, yeah. never learn our language. We have to have two languages in this country right now, Spanish and English. Why is that? Because they're piling them in here and they're not assimilating. So yes, definitely intentional. That's my answer for that. They're, they're making us like Europe. That's their dream. And do you have a thought on why? Because it upsets the whole idea of America. You, you come here, you become an American, and you assimilate. Well, if you don't assimilate, what do you create? Chaos. Yeah. People fighting people. No, no values really the same, especially now with all these people coming from, what is it, 140 or 120 yeah. uh, different countries? Yeah, 160. I don't My know here at all. Yeah. And they all speak their own languages that, you know, what are we going to start adding Somalian language to our phone calls now? You know how when you make a phone call for yeah. something and you have to hear Spanish and English? For, yeah, press, 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 tw press 28 for Somalian. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what is it going to move to that next? <laughs> I just hope they keep English at one. So I don't have to go through all those. Let's go, let's go back <laughs> well, to usually Susan. it's Spanish first. And then <laughs> yeah, but I can get through two. I'm not going through the rest of them. Uh, Susie, go ahead. Well, and I was just going to touch on what Haas mentioned as well about, is this intentional? When you look at Europe right now, um, it's just unbelievable immigration. And that's really causing some issues in those European countries as well. Look at all the protests that were going on in Paris and in France. And, you know, these people don't have jobs. They're kind of treated like second-class citizens. And they have nothing better to do when things get tough to go out in the streets and start causing trouble. And it's happening in many of the European countries as well. So, is it intentional? It kind of looks like it. I think there's an island off of Italy, a small island, and they're just coming by the boatloads, by the boatloads. And there's only like 2,000 people on the island, and there's thousands of these people coming yeah. in. And, of course, England is having the same issue, exactly the same issue. They're coming in by boat. And these people are being put up in in, in hotels and you know, like the Irish in particular, they're losing housing. They've got Ukrainian refugees there as well who um, are taking up housing. And the, the people in Ireland don't have any housing. And this is now happening all over the world, at least in the Western world. And it's just a pretty outrageous. So, yeah, is it intentional? Absolutely. And it's destabilizing every single Western country. You know, when I think about it, I believe that neither the Republicans or the Democrats truly want an answer for the problem that is at the border and the immigration laws and the changes that need to be made. This has been going on for decades, really for 40 years. And we still never solve the problems. Even when Donald Trump said he was going to build the wall, of course, he said he would get Mexico to, to pay for it. But if you remember, it was Paul Ryan and the Republicans that had house majority that didn't fund the wall. You remember that? Uh, so it's interesting to me that they don't really want to solve this issue, neither party. Uh, they use this as a way to make people emotional. It, it's a way to get votes. It's a way to get people to the polls. It's a way to get donations. If they solve that problem, where do they go? What does it leave them with? Uh, abortion is another one of those things that is an emotional charge 
to get people involved and activated to donate and get them to the polls to vote. So uh, it's unfortunate because right now this country and Americans, we need solutions. Uh, We don't need more problems. Uh, Let's go out to California and Mel. Mel, welcome. Well, hello there. Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, this is intentional. It's and it's all about the votes. You know, this is this is how they're going to try to steal our elections and uh, and and crime. You know, we've we've lost our our way. Uh, there is no law and order in this country, um, and it's all because of this Marxist uh, movement. I, I don't disagree, and it is about Marxism. And the there is a book that, and I encourage you guys to to look at it. And uh, do, Google and, and check out Wilmer Kendall, his book from 1963, and it's called The Conservative Affirmation. And what he proposes in that book is that conservatives have to put the foot on the neck of progressivism. And unfortunately, we have seen 40, 50, 60 years now of conservatives that don't crush progressivism but they only slow it down and stop it. And that was a big problem I had with Kevin McCarthy. At this point, we have got to crush progressivism if it isn't too late. But again, that warning was 60 years ago. The name of that book is The Conservative Affirmation. Wilmer Kendall is the writer. Look into that. It's interesting. There was even uh, someone from uh, the Heritage Foundation did an article on that uh, particular book in February of this year. Let's go back to Laura. Laura, your hand was up. Go ahead. I just I get so frustrated with Congress because you had mentioned about Congress and then the subject kind of went around and so many subjects came up since then. And I thought about how they shipped and look how quick people got moved from they didn't even get on land at uh, Martha's uh, Vineyard. If, if you think about it, look how quick everybody wants to bring them in, bring them in, bring them in, but not in my community. Yeah. Think about all the congressional mentions, mansions those people have that are shaming us for not wanting to bring somebody into my home, which actually, if you had asked me 10 years ago, I would have probably been open to it. Not now. So my point is, is that I don't see them with open, uh, and I don't see them with open doors put that way. Yeah, of course not. They, they're the ones that have the big walls built around their house and their neighborhood. Uh, but they're the ones that say the walls don't work, but yet they, they have them around their house. Let's kind of, I'll go back to Susie real quick if you're on this subject, because I want to real quick before we run out of time here, I want to flip it to the government shutdown that may be coming here in less than two weeks. Go ahead, Susie. Well, she brings up a good point about, you know, open up your homes for, for these people. And now we have these, these sanctuary cities. New York is one of them. And Mayor Adams, Mike Adams is now crying about all these yeah. immigrants and where do we put them and and you know it's kind of like well you wanted to be a sanctuary city now that you're they're on your doorstep you know it's a problem when it was texas and arizona and the southern state you know that's okay but uh and i and i kind of worry like winter is coming right you know we saw these people from senegal and they're on the texas border wrapped in blankets and 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 cold and i'm and they're like we're going to new york we're going up here you know and i'm thinking oh it's going to be cold up there and guess what you're probably not going to have any place to stay how's that going to work out for you It's going to get cold in Texas, too, this winter. Let's flip it real quick before we run out of time to the government shutdown. Of course, the continuing resolution was done uh, 
what, four weeks ago now, or if so, it's uh, September 30th. So here we are into November. Nothing has been done, and we have less than two weeks before we get to a government shutdown again, and they're going to scare us to death with that rhetoric. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you think that they're going to do a continuing resolution again to extend it out to the new year, to, or at least December 31st? Uh, let's let's see if Margo has an opinion on that. What about it, Margo? Shut it down. <laughs> shut that's it down. A, that's an easy answer, isn't it? Just shut down well, the government. Well, it's not. Listen, we all know they shut us down. They shut us down and didn't care. They didn't care they wiped out small businesses. They didn't care that they, you know, put grandmas in nursing homes and we couldn't see them for a year. They didn't care that our children had to wear masks. Shut them down. Yeah. I don't disagree. Uh, I was like that uh, September 30th, and I started uh, this January 1st, I think in a show somewhere in January, I brought this fact up that by September 30th, the Republican House, the 118th Congress, is going to have to have a budget. We've only had four budgets in since 1977, and it would put so much pressure and leverage on the Democrat-controlled Senate if all 12 of those appropriations had been done by September 30th, where all they had to do was deliver it to the Senate and say, okay, you guys do something with it. But the Republicans didn't do that. So now we got rid of Kevin McCarthy, and here comes Mike Johnson. Let's see what happens. I don't know. Susie, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, looking at how he's um, legislating right now, I think he's going to hold government, the Biden government, going to hold their feet to the fire and say, nope, we're not going to do it. Um, I, I'm very happy that he went with just let's fund Israel and let's do one thing at a time. Yeah. And uh, and you, you make a really good point about we haven't had a budget per se. It's been continuing resolution after continuing resolution. And the problem with government is, you know, you get let's say one 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 government agency gets 10 million dollars just for we know it's way more than that but 10 million dollars well if you haven't spent that 10 million by the time your budget comes up you're out there spending 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 this is not how business operates our government needs to be run by a bus- like a business not like a bureaucracy which we have had for decades now and this bureaucracy is just all about we've got to keep you know spending money so that we keep getting the money well how about you cut things back and boy you might have to let some people go there are a lot of jobs out there in america right now some of these government people need to go out and get real jobs not these cushy jobs that uh you know really could be done by one person as opposed to three people or four people or five people who are just uh, running around, I don't know, making coffee and tea for people and ordering pizza. I don't know what the heck they're doing, but it's certainly not run by a business. And that's what I appreciated about President Trump. And not even like a business, but what about a family? Run it like a family. We only have so much income coming in and we can only put so much out. And if the income isn't enough to cover what's going out, then we cut back. Well, we're, we're spending $2 trillion more than we take in. You know, the budget prior to COVID was about $4.4 trillion. It reached $6.2 trillion this year. We're $33 trillion in debt. It's time really to start cutting. That's what we do. That's what we've had to do under Joe Biden. Go ahead, Margo. Last one. Yeah, I just want to make sure everybody understands. If they go through and don't do a single line item spending bill, 
the net if they get a CV through, which I hope they don't, that would cover us all the way past when Trump gets into office or whomever the next president is. It gives them no leverage to help us get back on track. It pushes us, pushes us back down the hill. So it's really super important that they they do this methodically and take their time. And we will have to keep our eye on Congress over the next couple of weeks to find out what happens. Will the government shut down? Will they do another continuing resolution to the end of the year? Or will it get a budget? I doubt that is going to happen. It's always so great to hear from you the people and the pulse of the people inside of a twitter space an x space and thank you all for participating there my name is booker scott i really appreciate you being here and listening to our lives and politics on the america out loud talk radio network and remember salt without flavor it has no value at all it's just thrown on the ground to be stepped on and you are the salt of the earth you were told that two thousand years ago Have yourself a great week. We'll do it again next weekend right here. You've been listening to Our Lives in Politics on the America Out Loud Network.